Merry Christmas from Blonde Haired Girl. <laughs> Merry Christmas, y'all. Oh my gosh, it's that time of year again. Merry Christmas. Christmas, 20 year 2020 style. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Um, the chaos and the planet at large is at a at a new high. <laughs> they got us all locked down in masks and and vaccines and kind of hard to believe, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'm thinking about this vaccine and the and the um having it be compensatory and that that jobs can actually say you can't come to this job if you don't have the vaccine they have that choice and I was thinking just thinking just now about the lawsuits that could be filed against them um, that will be filed against them that 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 I, I don't think that it's it is I think it's within our rights to say what goes into our body. <clears throat> so maybe I shouldn't worry too, too much. Uh, my The place that I work right now is not requiring the vaccine at this point. And, you know, like if you say anything like this, you get completely, um, you're, you're whacked or what's wrong with you that you wouldn't get this vaccine, you know. It's like wonderful nanotech. Hmm, yeah. Nanotech, huh? Hmm, that's interesting. Um, somebody's making a crap load of money too. But uh I'm not even excited to see people get it before. It's like I just I just um I'm not crazy about vaccines. <clears throat> and uh I'm not even sure what this virus is, frankly. It is the weirdest thing, honestly. Like, just how it behaves. It, it's, it behaves very strangely. Um, causing strokes and blood clotting and... Um, I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. Um, so... Anyway, um, but Christmas... I I had seen this uh, little snippet on on um t- on uh, Twitter that I just thought was amazing, where this guy was uh, talking about Christmas from the angle of a Muslim, you know, and he was like, it was hilarious. It was so funny. He was like talking about um. Like it not being a you don't have to be religious to celebrate this holiday, and he was like, that would be completely unheard of in his his religion or his culture, and I don't know. This whole article was so funny. Um, I laughed so hard um, when I read it. But I I remember my um friends that are Jewish. They um they used to say they loved Christmas because they loved the lights and everything. It was so such a pretty holiday. Um, not that they had a tree in their living room for dang sure, but they could appreciate, you know, the those wackos over there 
to believe in this guy named Jesus <laughs> as a Jew. It's like Jews would just say, you know, we don't need Jesus. We go straight to God. Like what, what, what do you need with Jesus? I mean, that sort of makes sense to me. I mean, I just take out the middleman, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I believe in the teachings of Jesus because I think it's, the teachings of Jesus are beautiful and correct. However, um, and then I, I learned a little bit about about the teachings of of the Muslim faith. There was this guy that I was um, talking to. A very he was a young man. Um, Sometimes I think that men don't realize how old I am. Not that I think I'm old, but I, I think they think I'm much younger or something. And I'm, <laughs> and I think this guy may have been like 25. Like I definitely am old enough to be his mother. And um, he had contacted me and we had like, I think two conversations. And the second conversation we had was where he was talking about um, that Muhammad, I guess, had wives. In fact, he had more than one wife. And, and he... And in the Muslim faith today, they have more than one wife. And, and... I said, well, can they have more than one husband? And and they said, he said, oh no, that that's forbidden. Um, but they typically don't have as many wives as Muhammad had. Um, but, but they, you know, and I, and this was like literally part of their culture, and it's such a it's such a different thought, isn't it? Like, like, it's not the way that we think whatsoever. <clears throat> um, as in one man and one wife, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it kind of makes me laugh. Like, how could you, ha- like, having to deal with more than one wife? Like, <laughs> wives are hard to deal with. You know, I have, I have seven wives, seven households, seven sets of things to support and deal with oh my gosh I cannot imagine but it also brings up the the concept of like actual devotion I guess there might be a guy who could be wholly devoted to seven different women I guess I guess that's possible I mean it's like we have you know and this is something that I've been really toying with my own core beliefs about I, I've been you know in this idea of freedom in, in this idea of freedom and, and it's like it for myself okay so in, in, in having a relationship with somebody who is based that is based on freedom freedom for them to just do you know whatever they want um in the sense in the sense not necessarily i'm not stating this correctly but i i have an idea you know that 
that you know it's somebody that you really love who is not monogamous but they're they're really not a monogamous person they they really enjoy like time and experience with multiple people um and like and like you may be their main person but throughout a lifetime they're probably not going to remain quote unquote faithful to to you and and me actually having a feeling that there I, I don't know that there's anything intrinsically wrong with that if everybody is in agreement with it so if if both people are not really into monogamy I think it becomes a problem if when one person is monogamous and one person isn't um, but are their thoughts you know and it's very very painful and and then I think about that you know and this idea of jealousy and you know how could you do that with someone else and you know so these are just ideas that I that I toy with and just for myself I I guess I sort of know what I'm what I'm comfortable with and just really being okay with that like being okay in myself that I appreciate monogamy like I I would appreciate like a relationship with somebody that has a lot of depth and devotion to it and and it was very very focused you know directly you know with you know a common goal and and my my it would be so great if this person felt the same way and was not um a person that would appreciate you know the company of other women in this particular way as an intimate and so um which could mean a whole lot of things it could mean a whole lot of things i mean it's not just like sex i mean i'm you know i mean intimacy is a whole lot of ball of really you know care and but anyway I think there was a part of me that felt I guess bad about I guess myself like I was being judging myself for not feeling like like if I really love someone that I would love them enough to allow them to you know live the way they want to live which if they're not a monogamous person you know and however they wanted to live but I what I come to grips with is being okay with my own that that is not really loving me and my core values 
And so it's really okay for me to to draw a line that I that I appreciate monogamy. I mean, I really do. I, I think it's like an amazingly beautiful thing to to appreciate a person and just sort of understanding each other and doing things together and I think about the couples that over the years that um, you know I was thinking about Ina Garden uh, the Barefoot Contessa and she and Jeffrey Jeffrey is her longtime husband and life everything and they are just the cutest couple just adorable and they support each other's goals and I mean seemingly but I really think it's it's legitimate um I I don't know I'm not going to go through this whole list but I I just appreciate that and so me being okay and it would be nice to have a partner in my life who would be the same way you know who and that is a possibility that there's somebody that would appreciate a monogamous relationship with me Um, (laughs) just went the long way but I I wanted to talk about like Christmas and this this idea of Christmas is just intrinsic with with family get-togethers. Like, what do you think when you think of Christmas? You typically always think of, oh my God, I have to go spend time with my family. You're you're like extended family, not your, you know, your husband, wife, and children. That you know, maybe Christmas morning, right? Um, but sometime around Christmas, you we typically go visit our parents and our sisters and brothers and cousins and grandparents. And so it is definitely a family time. It's a time of family. And, and this can be really, I mean, it can either be really great or it can be very triggering. It, you know, and then people who have lost people this time of year, um, animals. One of my friends, her dog passed away yesterday, and she's not doing very well. I'm like right before Christmas, um, and all these expectations, you know, and and what are we supposed to do? Because frankly, there is enjoyment in the hanging out with each other. And, and we are social. We are social beings. Like, I, I've talked about this over and over again. Like, we come into the world, like, through a woman's body. Well, like, typically, I'm not really sure that there is another ways that we come to this planet. But <laughs> for the purposes of this podcast, okay, so we... We, we are born, so we have a mother, okay? So we, and 
And then we are completely dependent on another human being for our survival. Absolutely, completely dependent. We would die without our mother to feed us and hold us and change us and give us baths and I mean we are completely dependent and some moms are more cuddly than others <laughs> I remember as a mom like I I remember sitting and I had this rocker and I would sit and I my son he took an entire like three hour nap in my arms I remember what that felt like. I mean, I can look at a baby now. It's, oh, God, they're just sweet. Um, I know they're all so hard because they cry and you don't know what's wrong with them. It's like, what's up? I've changed you. I've given you milk. <laughs> I've rocked you. Like, what's up? You know, like, sometimes they're very challenging to settle. Um, but... But, uh, <laughs> um, it is, it is incredibly bonding to, for a mother to have a baby. I just, I just, and so we're, you know, we got all these hormones going off in our brain and, and, and then other hormones that are going away and women have, you know, postpartum, but, you know, sometimes depression um, but it's like it's an incredibly bonding experience and then like you, you think about the and this doesn't always happen but like you, it would be so great if it did but if you think about like even the act of sex that brought about the pregnancy you know the the attachment to another person in this act of loving each other and bringing pleasure to each other and then you know voila you're pregnant and then you have this baby and then I mean I mean actually in really good situations and um the baby is brought into a really loving home and these two people are caring for this baby their baby you know it's sweet like this little family I'm not talking about, I mean, I think that, that gay people who, you know, have a surrogate or whatever, I, I have no issue with that. I mean, they're really bonded with their baby too. Um, but it is about the, the bonds. It's about the devotion. It's in the act of loving that are the favorite things about being here. But like when I really think about it, when I take an inventory of my life, what have been my favorite parts of being here? And it really has been, well, first of all, actually my children. Um, and then and then it has been in just loving people. 
it's been just loving people, you know, and hanging out with people, going to happy hours, remembering last year my friend and her now husband, she got married in the last year, which was, they had been together for like 20 years, and they didn't see any reason to get married, either one of them, honestly, but they had to get married recently for for insurance reasons, <laughs> and so now they're married, but um, but we all went out, and we had so much fun, it was so fun, it was just... Um, he, I think he had been drinking quite a bit (laughs) and, um, and we were, it was like a big dance party at the town square and he had been taken off by this woman. This woman just kind of came and, and took him and my friend goes, that lady just took my man. (laughs) So here's here's like a little talk that going back to my little mini talk about monogamy. You know, what do you do when this this lady actually takes your man? And they have the most interesting relationship. They really do and I've actually talked to her about it. You know, like um because they've lived separately for for years at a time like like they they see each other but like kind of sparingly and um and we've talked about if you know like other women like I guess that he had gone to something in his hometown or whatever and like a high school reunion or something and there were all these pictures with these girls and um and she to this day she's not really sure exactly what went down during that but I guess there's a intense amount of trust like there's just so much trust but this particular night she was not happy that this girl had walked off with her man and so I'm like well we're gonna fix that so she and I go walking over there it's like hi who are you this is his you know now wife but then um girlfriend Oh gosh, but anyway, I just it has been just it is just the most amazing part of life, isn't it? It's just the connections that we make with other people. You know. And um and hoping that that we would form bonds, you know, because children who are are raised in with a lot of devotion, they fare better in life it's like I see you know I I was just thinking about the fact that my children have have actually primarily had a single mother most of their life I've been single and and but and it would seem like that was some kind of failure, but I can tell you, working with families and domestic violence, it is much better to have a a mother be single than 
a child be raised in the trauma of domestic violence. And that's something that, that like the church would really frown on. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter what he does to you. God hates divorce. So if he beats you, if he beats your children, if he's, you know, I mean, or she, uh, honestly, uh, recently I, you know, I just had no idea how rampant abuse on men is. And, and it's, and it's very, very complex because men is so emasculating them for them to say, my wife abuses me, my wife beats me, my, my wife is mean to me. I mean, it's like, you know, what's wrong with you? Why don't you, why aren't you in control of your wife kind of thing? I don't know. It's just very emasculating to men. And so nobody ever talks about it. But I'm I'm guessing that it's probably 50-50 if you were to actually, you know, and a lot of times in cases of domestic violence, more than we like to think, she did something or said something or they're hitting each other. Um, but men by power of, you know, hormonal and their sheer strength can do a lot more damage. Or I'm not sure if that's even true because there's some women... Um, that can, um, but a child being brought up in that kind of trauma is, is really bad. Uh, it's really bad. And so even though my children had a single mom, it was better for them to have a single mom than to have the trauma of, (laughs) of the opposite. Um, and then just the traditions that my children and I have like come up with and we have a lot of fun together. <laughs> Sometimes we play this game. <laughs> my daughter really got into Cards Against Humanity. And so we would sit and play that game and um we eat and I'm pretty excited about today. I'm I have a whole lot to do. Um, but I, I did, and I don't eat meat, but I was able to buy a, um, a roast for my children. I'm going to be doing an, a barefoot contessa recipe for my roast. <laughs> and, um, I'm hoping to recreate something that I had made a few years ago. Um, and so that's my plan. And then, um, and we just sit around and we have fun and we open our presents and it's a, uh, and I was like, I was thinking about this silly thing of, of doing two family photos and one with all of our masks <laughs> on for this year because it's just been the craziest year. Um, I hope that next year isn't like this. Uh, I really do. It's a, it's a really, really weird time. It's a really weird way to divide people. You know, the people who, who wear a mask, you know, and this belief that I'm protecting myself and others against this virus. And then people who don't wear a mask who, for various reasons, 
Um, but they are viewed as being selfish and a horrible person because they don't wear a mask. And the people who don't wear a mask are looking around at people who do wear a mask. I mean, it really, really, really looks so crazy seeing all these people walking around with these masks on. And I see, I see all kinds of evidence on both sides. Like this one person, I don't even know where I saw it recently, where he was showing somehow that clearly wearing a mask helps with the spread. He's like, clearly it does. And, and he, what he was saying really did make sense to me. I was like, well, yeah, I can, I can see that. So basically I do wear a mask sometimes. Um, I wear a mask sometimes because I, I really don't want to like bother people. I like, you know, I, so I guess in some ways I'm taking the easy way out and being kind of sheepish. Um, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know. I'm just going to say that. Um, and so I'm, I'm just reserving judgment. I'm somewhere in the middle on all this. I, I, I don't know. I'm not like a hardline anti-masker, but I'm also not a, a, I'm so afraid of getting this virus that I'm wearing my mask absolutely everywhere I go either. So, um, anyway, I hope that everyone, my listeners has a really happy, happy day. Um, for my friends who celebrate Christmas, I hope that you have a really wonderful Christmas. Uh, I really appreciate you listening to my content. Um, got all kinds of ideas that coming like that have been in my mind, especially it was just so crazy when he said that, that we're on a spaceship. You know, I mean, if we are eternal beings, as some people say that we are, it's like, yeah, so we just leave this spaceship and go off to, somehow we do get teleported, like we're, we're energy. And so we, our energy leaves the body and then moves to a different, a different something else which I don't know what that is I don't know if we go to a different dimension or if we because I was thinking I've been thinking for a long time that I would stay here but I'm not so sure like if you're able to like actually discover like other planets or go through the universe like why would we not like I don't, I don't know I don't know that I would actually stay close by I, I just don't know given I mean it's a lot of space to discover right isn't that crazy like I don't know where we're going with technology you know and like being able to go to um go to um like Mars or 
or the moon. Supposedly we're going back to the moon in 2024. There's so many ideas going on right now. And I, I think that it's just so wonderful to just be able to, to just entertain these ideas. It's just so, so amazing. <laughs> but anyway, I appreciate y'all listening. And I'll be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.